Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Um, I'm here. <clears throat> Truthfully, this almost did not happen. I've been sitting here. I'm a little late to recording, so anyone who is uh, watching live, don't always remember you have the option to watch me live on Tuesdays uh, when I typically record at 12 uh, noon Pacific time. Um, and, you know, the new merch, go to the TonySotoShow.com, all those things, all the business. But yeah, I almost did not record today because um, it's been a rough day. <laughs> it's been a rough day. Um, I, I have to start the show because, you know, in, in kind of a, a downer way, because, you know, there's been some loss, um, not only in the community at large, but also some of some backyard stuff for me as well. Um, if you are paying attention to the news and whatnot, um, you should know that uh, the gay community and, of course, the San Francisco queer community um, specifically has lost an icon. Um, Hecklina passed away uh, when she was in London doing a show with her best friend and um, show partner, Peaches Christ. So it's kind of wild because, like, I know Hecklina from, like, a uh, socially professional way, like, We've met about two dozen times at random parties following shows and whatnot. Like I've never worked with her or anything like that, but but um, uh, met them quite a few times and they were always quite friendly. You know, and Heclina is a controversial figure. She's she was outspoken. She her her uh, her jokes had bite, to say uh, the least. But she also was responsible for a lot of uh, visibility to the queer community, you know, during her reign. And, you know, it's just, it's, there's something about when we lose a talker, you know, like, you know, there's twirlers and then there's talkers when it comes to drag. And, you know, sometimes you get a double threat. Sometimes you get a twirler and a talker, but mostly, you know, they're twirlers and they're talkers. And uh, Hecklina was a talker, you know, and, you know, RIP, bitch. RIP. It sucks. It sucks that, you know, um, that uh, life is indeed so short. So I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, <clears throat> you realize that you realize um, how uh, short indeed life is and uh, try to make the most of it. A little closer to home. I got some really bad news uh, that my good friend Juan Chavez, who uh, was a designer, um, was responsible for uh, most of my looks when I moved here to LA and started doing drag. Um, really showed me that my drag was valid because he was responsible for making a lot of really great looks for a lot of drag artists that are way better than I am. And he took an interest and he he created some amazing things for me. And over that, 
um, we became really, really good friends. And his birthday was actually Monday of this week um, when we do Learn the Words. And he was supposed to be at Learn the Words. And he didn't make it. And I I don't know the details on what, what happened. And quite frankly, I think that's a morbid uh, thing about the human species that we need to know. But what I do know is whatever happened, he's gone and it's too soon. And that breaks my heart. It hurts my heart a lot. You know, since COVID, I've lost a lot of people in my life prematurely. And there's something to be said um, about weight, a buildup of weight and the validation and the truth to that. Because it seems like every time I lose someone prematurely, I feel it, you know? And the thing is, is like, I want to be open-minded enough that like, you know, um, you know, I, I know that illness happens. I know that that is uh, sometimes uh, unstoppable. I know that depression and mental illness happens. And I know that people um, could be murdered or they could take their own lives, you know, and, you know, I want to be as like, we live and then we die. But then you have these people who are very dear to you dropping off like flies. And it's like, it gets to a point where like, you can't be the strong one anymore, but that's all you know how to be. And like, people are being so kind and so friendly and so wonderful and asking me um, how I'm doing and if I need anything. And, and, and I love that. And I don't know, I'm at a position where I'm like, I do need that, like I do need, but then I don't because I don't wanna have to, I don't wanna have to explain my feelings in this situation. It just kind of feels like every time someone leaves prematurely, I've just talked to them. And it makes me think, oh my God, I just talked to them. Like, all that cliche shit, what did I miss? What did I miss? Did I miss anything? The conversation seemed great. What did I miss? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny, it's weird. Loss is weird. Cause there's a part of me that like, you know, just literally wants to get the shit hugged out of me, you know? And then what I think is the rational side of my brain is like, no, just stay home and fucking chill and stay out of the eyes of people. I don't know. But whatever goes and however this goes, 
Um, shout out to Heclina and her legacy and shout out to Juan Chavez and his legacy. And I'm going to keep living. No. I'm going to keep living so much, living so much, in fact, <laughs> that you are looking at one of the newest pageant queens on the scene, hoes. That's right. She's going to do a pageant. And I know, you know, before Juan passed, when I told him I was doing this pageant, he was so excited. He was so excited about the 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 con the prospect of me actually competing in a drag situation. Now let me tell you, I've been a drag performer for over twenty years. All right, it has been a long time of cross dressing. Now in that twenty plus years, I've never competed. I've never competed. I've auditioned for the game show a couple of times. You know, like every other clown who's uh, who's been clowning has auditioned for the game show. But then when I lost interest in the game show, I'm like, meh, bleh. And I mean, like, look, I love the pageant scene, but it's so serious. You know what I mean? They take it very seriously. And I am, if anything, a mediocre queen of best. So the seriousness of it, um, I do not know if it will be streamed, uh, Lauren. I'm so sorry. I do not have that information for you. You know, you can always watch me live and pop into the chats. If you ever want to chat during the recording, I might talk to you. Um, but I'm a producer. I produce my own shows. You know what I mean? Like I put on competitions for amateur drag artists. You know, like I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm on the, I, I, I'm, I'm, in the front, but also behind the scenes. So doing a pageant, it's a, it just seems like a lot. However, I'm doing the Drag Queen of the Year pageant that is hosted by Alaska and Lola, which is going to be on May 14th. Um, thank you so much. It's uh, happy to see me on Alaska's pageant. V Dana, I appreciate you chiming in. Yes, I know. Alaska and Lola's Drag Queen of the Year, May 14th at the Matapan Theater in Los Angeles, California. Um, it's me and seven other fabulous contestants that are going to be competing for $10,000. 10000 Now, I am doing a fundraising situation right now, and I know that I'm close to my goal. But you know what? I haven't got to announce it on this, on any of my pods. So I am leaving the uh the gofundme up because here's the thing reaching your goal is amazing going over it is even better you know so the money that is going for the gofundme is to uh pay for materials pay my designers uh uh you know i'm gonna have backup dancers i need to get my wigs reset like it's literally gonna go to be putting on a great show for you so if you uh, can come that'd be amazing would love to have you there um but if you can't come and you want to support please go to the tony soto show on instagram and the link in the bio is to my gofundme so please if, if you've ever listened to one of my shows if i've ever made you laugh if i've ever brought you any kind of joy whatsoever then please give me a 10 give me a 20 you know what i mean like anything will help and to everyone who's already donated and who has got me to probably pass my goal at this point, thank you. Like, it means so much to me that I got to the goal in like 58 donors. Like, that's very, very special to me. And that is a lot of people, but it just means that like, 
it, it just feels validating and it, it, it motivates me more and more to uh, get together with everyone that I'm working on to make this one of the best drag performances. And so that there is just no question on who gets the $10,000 because truth be told, I've been to this pageant and I've had some times where I've questioned judges. But now I'm going to be judged by the judges. Oh my God, judged by the judges. I do the judging. I am the judger. Oh my God, I did learn the words, bitch, this week, y'all. And we had um, James Kennedy and Allie Luber um, from Vanderpump Rules, which I believe is on Bravo. And it is not a cooking show, y'all. So uh, don't say that. And um, they had, uh, there was a performer who was performing and after their performance, now listen, that performance was not good. I'm just going to straight out say it. I can't, it's my show, not good. But after each person's performance, I typically start with, you know, a funny retort. And then I pass it on to the judges to do their little retorts. And then I move on with at least one more retort in our way. So like it was doing that, that was the banter. And I was taking the show back. Now, the performance wasn't good. So it's not like I was like giving them glowing responses. But that performer turned over and stared at me and gave me the up and down with her eyes. And it was like, you're just the host. You're not even the judge. I'm sorry, what? I'm the creator. I created this show. I'm kind of like God uh, here, but only there, only there. Anyway, why did I talk about that? Why did I bring up Lord of the Words? What a fun time. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. I don't know that Vanderpump Rules show to save my life. Have no idea what happens. Not, not, not at all in tuned to it. What I'm going to say those were two very charming uh, 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 people, the, the James Kennedy and the Allie Luber, very charming, very witty, very engaged. And, you know, it just goes to show you, you can't judge a book by its cover all the time because I walked into that being like, first of all, I don't know these people. I don't know these people. They're reality, they're reality TV stars. Like who cares? Um, but people turned out, people turned out and that's all I can ask for. Um, all right, listen, I'm going to take a quick break and uh, pack up my bowl again, but I will be right back. Tony Soto Show. Oh, hello. I am back with the show. Um, so, hi, everybody. I just want to say, like, I, I'm wondering, I feel like I know that the vibe or the energy of this podcast has changed since I've gone solo. I know that I probably cover more serious things on this show than what I used to. I mean, remember when I started this show, we talked about Drag Race. <laughs> and then as it went on, I had fabulous co-hosts that had their opinions and we talked about a bunch of different things, but we always tried to keep it lighthearted. But you know, I'm on my own now. And if there is one thing that I try to stay in tuned to is, you know, um, how the world is going to ultimately blow up and be destroyed. So, I just want to thank everyone for who, who have stayed on this ride and who continue to support this show um, because uh, I do know the vibe has changed. I do know that it is different. Uh, I hope 
that it is still at least somewhat humorous, even though I talk about um, shit like um, how fascism is about to uh, completely envelop the entire country of the United States and how we're kind of just all letting it happen. And, and here's why. So <clears throat> Trump was indicted uh, recently. And as of the moment we are recording this was uh, just given all of his charges in court. All day, that's all the press has been talking about. Oh my gosh, Donald Trump, blibbity blop. What's going to happen? Is he going to be cuffed? Is he going to have a fucking mugshot? What are the 30-something charges? Is this case worth it? Should we even be doing this? Is this going to ruin the country? Blah, 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 blah. This is the most historic thing that's ever happened. Our first uh, uh, sitting or non-sitting president to be uh, indicted. Blah, 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 blah. History, 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 history. Why are we... Okay. Granted, I understand the president thing, right? Because God knows that uh, both of the Bushes should have been uh, uh, indicted on war crimes. Um, you know, there, there were a lot of presidents who should have been indicted on war crimes, uh, but aren't because we've built up this because they were elected by the people and they served a term that they can't be punished for doing bad things. It's a very weird thing to think that way. But the presidency aside, why are we surprised that Donald Trump was indicted? Donald Trump's been a crook since the beginning. He's never not been a crook. He's from a long line of crooks. Why are we suddenly like, oh, it's so shocking. It's not shocking that Donald Trump has been indicted on anything. Not shocking at all. So I don't understand why we're like, like, okay, fine. I feel like the idea that it's historic because he was a sitting president is something that there are other things that are happening in this country right now. Other things that we did not think were inevitable. That's where I'm trying to get here. Like Trump being indicted for crimes, especially crimes that have to do with what he's done with his businesses, who he's been paying off, and whether or not it had something to do with the election, seems inevitable. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bleeding heart liberal, blue blood fucker, uh, let's go Brandon asshole. Um, and I'm not even that, just so you know. No. <laughs> I have my questions for Biden. However, that's inevitable. It seemed in inevitable from the beginning. I was like, when he became president, I was like, oh my God, it's gonna be really hard for him to fucking hide his shit now. It's been really easy for him to be a private sector businessman doing all of this fucking shit. That's what they do. That's why he came on as president and was like, oh yeah, I've used the tax system forever. Yeah, that's the way the taxes are written. Why wouldn't I take advantage of it? That kind of shit. That's inevitable. What isn't inevitable to me was in Tennessee, where they are just dealing with a shooting where nine people were killed, three of them, or six people were killed, three of them were children. 
the Gen Z and younger generation of this country are, are out there peacefully protesting for gun reform. Um, they're yelling in the faces of these lawmakers in Tennessee as they're entering and exiting the Capitol. It's an amazing thing that's happening right now. But what is with, with, the, with the youth and the protesting? But what is not amazing and what should be covered in the news right now and the mainstream media news is what I'm talking about is that they are voting to remove elected Democrats because the Democrats stood up with their constituents saying gun reform needed to happen. Republican lawmakers in Tennessee have done that. But probably by the time you, you hear this, this will have already been done. Three ousted Democrats because they stood up with their constituents. That's fascism. That's fascism. That's it. But that's not it. That's not it. Because DeSantis, fucking sparkling white galoshes wearing DeSantis, thinks that he has the personality to be President DeSantis, is doubling down on his keep uh, Floridian children ignorant and do it by force if need be is allowing random people, random people with no permits, no training, arming them and letting them go in and search kids' fucking backpacks. Because what's happening now? Oh, there's an underground movement of a bunch of fucking elementary kids trying to sneak in precious. That's not happening. You know, I had a librarian, a librarian on this show, and the thing that stood out the most to me was when they said that no book on that list is on an assigned reading thing. None of the books that they want to remove are being assigned, which means they're not being taught or indoctrinated. This is a choice. This is a book choice. And even kids should have a choice in what they can consume. And we're taking that away. But he's arming yokels from Florida and allowing them to go in and search backpacks for children, that's fascism. That's the, that's the quintessential definition of fascism. There's no other way to put this. Texas! Texas, you backward-ass fucking bullshit place, Texas. They are actually replacing fucking guidance counselors or they want to replace this might be a law that they're trying to fucking put might not be there yet but it's texas so you know it'll pass they want to put chaplains in place of guidance counselors because god forbid they are god forbid that they have to only worry about dodging bullets they also have to worry about dodging fucking kitty fiddling chaplain members. Preachers who just can't wait to get them alone and talk about all the bad things they do. Make this make sense, Texas? And not only that, Texas. 
Not only that, not only are you so fucking backwards and stupid that that is what you are uh, allowing to see your fucking lawmakers do, they're making the Ten Commandments mandatory in school. And not just the Ten Commandments, not like the new fucking translation edition or whatever, where it's like, you know, not the USA Today of Bibles that easily consumed and easily read. No, they want the King, King James version of the Ten Commandments to be in every fucking school. And I don't know if you know your Bible, because I know most Christians don't, but the King James version of that Bible says not to covet wives, um, or your manservants or maidservants that belong to your neighbor. A maidservant or a manservant, that's a slave. That's a slave, that's fascist. Religion is running scared. Conservative fucking politicians are running fucking scared. And here's the thing, don't get it twisted. This is why the mainstream media and your government are locked hand in hand when it comes to fucking uh, TikTok. Because TikTok has hundreds of fucking people who are out there doing the work that mainstream media isn't covering. Do you know how embarrassing it should be for fucking mainstream media, corporate news, to, to, to know that TikTok people broke Ohio, that fucking East Palestine story. We knew about that days before they started reporting about that on mainstream news. And politicians are fucking running scared because we're learning about all of fucking, uh, the fucking, the shady dealings that politicians are up to, conservative politicians. And religious organizations are running fucking scared because there's like a movement right now to fucking um, show religious people who are being arrested for endangering children, either sexually, fucking trafficking, whatever the fuck. And let the world know that it's not drag queens that are doing it. It's not trans people that are doing it. Like, Trump is the, is the fucking look over here, look over here. That's not where we need to be looking, folks. Oh, my God. That's not where we're supposed to be looking, folks. Double down. If you're not on TikTok, get on TikTok. Learn something. It's true. I was so anti-TikTok for such a long time. I fought it for so long because I literally thought it was just fucking little shabloopy things that they get to get the kids in. Like, remember, they are do they did a fucking, they did like a, a hearing where they had the TikTok CEO guy. Shut up, fucking watch. Shut up. I hate this watch. Um and then you had fucking politicians being like, I was on that TikTok. And all I saw were little fucking kids and fucking dancing around and fucking drag queens. And it's like, here's what you do, guys. First of all, you don't even really understand Zuckerberg's algorithm, let alone an algorithm like TikTok. So you don't understand it. Like, like you 
if you're seeing that, if you're seeing that, you're looking at it. I don't see, I don't see things that the worst things that I see that come up on my for you for you page are like conservative, pro-conservative bullshit. But I also kind of need to know what, what they're fucking saying because they are the enemy. <laughs> I'm just saying there is Texas, Tennessee, uh, uh, Florida, they are fucking making waves right now and trying to change the landscape of this country in a very dangerous way. Let us not forget when you are in with the church, like if you're like on that side, you're on the wrong side. Like that's a very evil organization. Remember that the Christian God in that Bible is the villain. He's the villain. He's the one with the personality issues and the jealousy issues and the smiting folks and killing everybody and saying it's okay to have slaves and saying it's cool to rape your fucking wives and your daughters could pass them around like like that was god that said that in that fucking book that everyone holds so dear it was satan that was like hey maybe you want to fucking pay attention and see things don't you want to know things don't you want to learn Like, know your shit. I don't understand anyone who defends the Bible. Anyone who defends the Bible has got it on Cliff's notes and doesn't know it. Anyway, I've come to the end of the show. Y'all, if you have enjoyed this show, then please, uh, you know, go to the iTunes page, uh, subscribe to it, rate the show, leave a comment. If you do do that already, tell your friends about this show. Send them my way. Maybe, 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 maybe they'll enjoy hearing from me. Who knows? Um, if you want to know what I'm doing on social media, I am the Tony Soto Show on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to know what I'm doing in drag, go to Tony Soto Show, don't, ugh, Tony Soto Productions on Instagram, and you can follow all of my current shows. Guys, I will be back again next week. Goodbye. <laughs>